0: okay it is friday march 27th and i have completed my first week of social distancing it's the year 2020 and i'm alone that is really odd for me so i decided why not a podcast and who is it for It's for my little people. My little people are my grandchildren. I am so blessed to live long enough to have nine grandchildren. Though I was just born in 73. (laughs) I almost lied there. So the podcast is so that my grandchildren could hear what it is I want to say, what it is that's important for me to share. So I started thinking about my grandparents. I am still with one of my grandparents, my father's mom. She is 88 years young, born in 1931, in June, June 21st. Grandma Margie Garcia will be 89. My father and I are very close. That's your great-grandfather, Henry Garcia. And we jokingly say that Grandma Margie is so ornery she's going to live till about 94. But this is a podcast on perspective. The perspective of... What I experienced, the era that we live in, and the changing of the era. I was born in the 70s and my father and mother in the 50s. This is the times of industrialization. These are the times of cultural shifts and change. and. Um, civil liberties and civil rights, and then the experiment of the 80s, and then I had children right away in the 90s, and now I am married to my second amazing husband, Papa Marco. We are known in today's culture as an interracial couple, which is laughable because your grandmother mother believes that... There's one race and that's the human race, but there are many ethnicities and heritage to be honored and celebrated. So this podcast are for the legacy of children so that you will know whose you are, where you came from, and although things aren't perfect, it's all Perfectly us. The main thing in sharing the stories, sharing my perspective, sharing the eras and the times, is for my children and grandchildren to look back and hear the stories and know that when they stand, they never stand alone. So during this social distancing, where we are all told to hashtag stay home. I remembered my grandmother, who is my mom's mom. Her name, what we called her, was Mama Cuca. I don't know how she got Cuca, but her real name is Refugio. I am Mexican from both sides, of my mother and father. My grandmother, my mother's mom, Refugio, is a Huichol Indian founded in the west coast, way down south in the mountainous area of Mexico. She, that I remember, was light golden color in skin. She stood about four, nine, she had the size foot of, of a girl's size four shoe. My favorite thing is when she stayed with us and visited with us, Mama Kuka would usually sleep with me. I even had the privilege last year, 2019, while visiting my Grandma Margie who I have already shared is 88 young. I slept with her too. I've always, being one of the first grandchildren on both sides, had the blessed opportunity to be up close with my grandmother. I love my grandmothers. I'm blessed to have that kind of relationship with them. It makes me more purposeful with my own grandbabies. So anyways, she one night was sleeping in my bed, the bottom bunk, and she took off her shoes and her socks. They were always perfectly clean, little sports crew cut white socks. And her feet were so small and her toes were lined up just like soldiers, like tiny little squares. But one thing I had noticed, I'm about 12 years old at this time, And it was the summer of 1985 that I remember. And why it came to me during this social distancing was my grandmother did not want us going outside. At this time, both my parents were still married. And looking back, this is the last year that they were married, my 12th year. And it was semi Friendly, because my parents during that time let both worked. They worked um, just about every day. They left the house before sunrise, and they came home after sunset. And there were five of us: me being the oldest at twelve, my sister Michelle eleven, my sister Rachel about seven years old, Josh was six. Anthony was four at the time, and Mama Cuca came to stay with us from Mexico to help care for us out there in our little house situated in the desert of Los Angeles County outside of Lancaster. Today, if you're from Lancaster, you will call Lancaster lovingly Land Scatter. We had a compound and on this compound was a little house built somewhere in the 1940s and it was built over a basement now a basement was not anything common especially in the land of earthquakes he didn't have basements in california but we had one and um the basement was actually one of our favorite places to play. Spooky, musty uh, adventures and a great place for storytelling. And then behind our basement was a small garden we all kept together. And behind that garden was a shack, a real wooden shack. Sometimes my uncle stayed there. That was my mom's youngest brother. And um, very close to my grandmother. And some summers he would come and stay with our family and work with my father and my father's father, Grandpa Joe, with Garcia's mobile home service. Behind the shack on this two acres of dusty land was a large barn. It was a large metal barn that was never painted. It was large because it had three compartments in the middle compartment was like a warehouse. And my job was always to keep the doors from catching wind and keeping the doors closed because you know we would have visitors that would come up in there. I didn't mind some of the visitors. Sometimes it was owls, birds. Every once in a while, a sheep would wander onto our compound. Our compound, to give you an idea, sat on 143rd Street and Avenue J. 143 streets from the center of the city of Lancaster and Avenue J. So we were way out there. We didn't have city lights, we just had one little blue reflector that indicated where our house was in the middle of the night, if you should be driving there. Now Our barn also had a corral, and what lived at our corral was two donkeys. These donkeys was male and female, Jack and Annabelle. Annabelle was hopelessly in love with my father. We all knew this because every time Daddy came home, he would take the long way around behind the house, behind the shack, slowly behind the barn, and crawl up around the corrals. All the while, Annabelle would be braying and braying, letting us all know that our daddy was home. One of the items on this land was our water tower. We had a water tower, and our first winter there, um, it really saved our family. It was always something we were forbidden to play in and around because it was our home water, but it was always daunting, something that we all promised we would swim in one day. Crazy ideas that you get when you are a kid. On our land, and the whole reason my parents purchased this land was a bar. We had a grand bar. It was a brick square bar. Building kind of a long bungalow, and its name was the Ponderosa. We used to be made fun of in school, we were made fun of because our last names were Garcia, and the kids on the bus would laugh and say, What are Garcias doing living on the Ponderosa ranch when it's supposed to be owned by the Cartwrights? That's a 1970s show a country western show bonanza bonanza's family were the cartwrights and they owned a ranch called the ponderosa now our ponderosa it was found out later by my parents before the ink was even dried i just remember this that the ponderosa could never open again there was a tragic motorcycle accident around the land and the neighbors of the time signed a petition forbidding the bar to ever open up again so we ended up with the ponderosa my parents idea of opening up a bar mexican restaurant was killed before the house even closed We lived the least amount of time out there on 143rd and Avenue J. We had the most memories. I think we did three winters and two summers. And this summer of 1985 was also the year of the Night Stalker. You can look it up, you can Google it. The Night Stalker was this terrible serial killer named Richard Ramirez. He is originally from El Paso, Texas. Actually, that's the city where my dad and his family and his founding family was from, El Paso, Texas. So this American of Hispanic background went on a killing spree, and he was somewhere in Los Angeles. My mama, Kuka, the one I was telling you all about her toes, I'll tell you more about that in a moment. She could not speak a lick of English But she knew exactly where Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, was going to strike and had been. She was so freaked out that she was trying to keep us five kids in the middle of summer from going outside. That memory came to me the other night as I'm sitting here, not a very good homebody, thinking what am i going to do and how this energy reminds me of my childhood in the summer of the night stalker mama Cuca, who did not want us to call us call her abuela or abuelita it was a, not something she wanted to be known as i guess she wasn't ready when i look back she's probably just in her Gosh, late 40s, early 50s. Today, I'm 46 young. I like being called Grandma, but she wanted to be called Mama. So Mama Kuka, her real name is Refugio. And Refugio in English means refuge. And refuge means safe place. Although she stood about 4'9", with size 4 feet, she truly was and is my safe place. So back to her little toes. Uh, They were so tiny. Her feet were small. I'm 12 and I put my feet up against hers. Exact size. I'm 12 and she's probably not quite 50. And I will always remember that. Today, my eldest grandchild Jada, we're about the same foot size. I'm 46 and she's not quite 9. So Jada will be much taller than me i stand four eleven and three quarters i'm going to keep my three quarters mama cuca explained that her feet were small and they were kind of flat her little toes they were all flat and i asked her mama cuca por qué su pie se mira así grandma cuca why do your feet look like that and she explained to me it's because i'm an old woman ya soy vieja and she spent many years working and standing. Ya me pareje mucho tanto tiempo y también trabajando. Y por eso así somos mi pies. And I remember how she spoke. I remember how she laughed. I most remember her eyes. Her eyes always told my heart that she loved me. And when she was serious and when she was playing my mama cuca by today's standards she always cursed she lovingly called us cabrones y cabronas which are curse words and i guess that's just the way of life but they were terms of endearment for us us cabrones need to stay inside the house always hollering, Cierra la puerta! Shut the door! In the middle of that desert, keeping us from the Night Stalker. Isn't that something? That today in 2020 can remind me of 1985 and the love of my grandmother? And it's that moment and these times that pushed me to begin a podcast for my little people. All that I have experienced and all that have been poured into me was not made in a vacuum. And that's probably why I long for people today. I am grateful for the digital world and the ability to create a podcast and also to FaceTime my grandkids. And today, I have more clarity and understanding what happens to my heart when I, as a grandmother, look into their eyes. And you just have this chemical reaction And that chemical reaction just tells every cell, oh, it's one of my favorites. That's what my grandpa Joe, he'd always call us his favorite. Every single one of us was his favorite. And I get it now. This chemical reaction makes my heart skip, makes my heart beat with a little bit more love for these little people. And it's mutual. Every time I see their faces or we FaceTime or a door is opened and they're standing there and I'm standing there, our hearts tell each other, oh, it's you, one of my favorites. I want you guys to know you are my favorite. Every one of you. I'm so blessed. There goes my clock. It's 4 p.m., March 27th, and I'm still social distancing. This is my first podcast. It's meant for the little people. It's meant to share the era and the times that your grandmother was born and how she is shaped, how she becomes what she is becoming, and to encourage you. Encourage you that it's really never about the destination though you should always keep something on the calendar. It's always about the journey. The journey is the richest. The summer of 1985, Richard Ramirez was captured, and all was well, and we could go outside again. But it was my grandmother's face the other night when I wanted to leave this apartment, the hashtag stay home that came to me in my memory, No. be safe, stay inside. Sometimes that happens in your mind. You remember things and you remember your loved ones and you remember every detail. My mama Kuka, just to give you an idea. She was practical, pragmatic, Hard working is an understatement. She did things to excellence, to completion. She managed all five of us, 12, 11, seven, six and four years old. Without speaking a lick of English, But we always knew what she was saying.